Oh, happy day to you and your beautiful families. Welcome back to Wager Rager. Thanks for listening. D-Nice back at you here. Back in the good old US of A. No longer in South Africa. Made it back from the African continent. Was that actually six days ago now? Wow. Last week. It's been a whirlwind of the past week. Had a long leg back through the UK, through Heathrow. Had some delays. And uh, got back late last Tuesday. And let me tell you, don't go back to work the very next day after your long vacation. Um, I tend to not do that, but you know, when you use almost or actually two full weeks of vacation for your trip, you know, you're kind of limited in how much time you can take off when you have real jobs, which I do have a real job. I mean, some may say it's not a real job, but it's a real job. I tend to work from home, so it's kind of not real, but real. I had to get back to work as a bottom line on Wednesday and it fucking sucked. Um, Wednesday was one of those days that I felt okay at first, But then as the day went along, I was used to being six to eight hours ahead, six to eight time zones ahead. And late in the day, I ran some errands. I went to a grocery store to get some stuff because we had no food in the cabinets, right? And I also went into PetSmart. I've, uh, as you listen to this more and more, especially now that I'm back home, you'll come to learn that I have two cats. One is a total pain in the ass. I'll get into him at length at some point for those of you pet lovers or cat lovers, or I'll just force you to listen to it. But I went into PetSmart and I kind of forgot what I was there for. And I walked in and it just kind of stood there. Just, just no idea what the fuck was going on. And an employee comes up and goes, sir, can I help you? And I kind of looked at her. It was this older woman. And I think I like paused for two seconds and I was just like, I don't know. And she goes, do you know what you're looking for? And I go, I just got back from a long trip. I don't know. And I turned around and I tried to remember what I needed and I couldn't remember. And I just fucking walked out of the store and drove home. That's what happens when you go back to work the very next day after your vacation. But anyways, you probably don't want to hear any more stories about that. I know I promised Africa stories. I'll probably mix one in at the end of this recording here. I want to get into NFL week seven. I can't believe that we're already almost through NFL week seven. As I'm recording this, we're a few hours away from Patriots, Jets, Monday Night Football. Uh, I think the Jets could actually be a little bit frisky. I'm considering a play on the Jets if they are at plus 10. I saw plus 9.5 yesterday. Not something that I love, but um, it's something that I consider. Uh, To break down what happened yesterday, I'm just going to go through my card. We will get to a point in time where I am sharing my plays and I actually put together recordings before the weeks of the NFL. We're still in what I'd like to call beta testing mode. We're not in full go mode. I um, had limited time coming back last week, and then I had my brother's wedding this weekend. So there was literally no time, and I was the best man in that wedding. I don't know why he fucking chose to do that, uh, but I did do that. So um, very busy, had no time. But let's go down my card, and we'll go down and, and see what went right, what went wrong. There are some games that were pure dog shit yesterday. There were other games that were shockers to me, like the Eagles. And I'll get into the Eagles in a little bit as a fan. I, I don't even know what to say right now. Um, let's start off with the plays that worked. Vikings money line. Uh, reason for that one yesterday was I think that the Vikings are just a really good team. If you look at their overall numbers, their uh, their offensive and defensive EPAs are very high. I have some charts that I could share on that one. Uh, Kirk Cousins is really turning the corner right now. I think the play calling is good. Dalvin Cook is good, and Matt Patricia is just uh, he's, he's just fat and he doesn't he doesn't call a good game. 
The Lions have talent, but they're never going to realize that talent with Matt Patricia there. So I took Vikings money line. That was good. I should say that it was 7-4 and four on the day. So we'll get to more of the wins and some of these fucking losses too. Colts money line. Frank Reich. I expected him to run a quarter's defense, try to keep things underneath for Deshaun Watson. From what I saw, from what I've read, that did happen. Frank Reich also better than Bill O'Brien. Uh, Colts really are in line to win that division, especially with that win over the Texans. That worked. I had Ravens plus three. Considered Ravens money line, I went Ravens plus three. Lamar Jackson, just a stud. I mean, that guy, they were going with the pass early on in the season, and I think he had, what, six touchdowns in week one? He's now at a point, and they're now at a point where they're mixing it up a little bit, and that's why I was considering an overplay on this game, but as these two teams are in a neutral game state, they do tend to run the ball. Seattle does run the ball. Actually, they enjoy running the ball because they don't want to get Russell Wilson you know, killed back there. And they don't have a great offensive line. So I like the Ravens spot right there. I'm no longer, well, I can't say no longer. I'm not yet sold on home field advantage until we get a little bit later in the year, until we have some of these cold weather games, until... We stop having these these bright sunshine, 80, 90 degree games that takes the crowd out of it. I don't know if you've ever been to a football game, but the intensity in November, December is just sky high. When it's when it's like 80, 70, 90 degrees, sun's beating down, if the team goes down early, the crowd's out of it, people are like in the hallways. There, there's not hallways. They're in the, what's the word I'm looking for here? When you go into like the concession stand area, they're hanging out there, they're, they're drinking, they're flirting with girls, everything like that. It's a different environment. It's more of like a, a social environment, especially earlier in the year for a lot of stadiums. Primetime games have more intensity. Dome teams, I think that noise just radiates through it. So um, I'm not entirely sold on that home field advantage, even though Seattle's had a great one for years and years and years. It's kind of come back now. So I like the Ravens in that spot. They came through. Um, I'll touch more on these teams later in the week as well as Seattle. I have some futures bets against Seattle not to make the playoffs. I still don't like that. They're they're five and two. I think that they are a slightly above 500 team. Five and one was too much for them. Five and two is about right. Four, four and three, I think, is where they should be. But when you have Russell Wilson, he's good for probably... At the end of the year, if you're looking at a 16-game schedule, he's probably good for an additional one to three, two and a half wins just on his legs alone and just on his just ability to just make shit happen. It's uh, pretty incredible. So he did throw an interception for the first time yesterday, though. So it was good to have Ravens plus three in the account. I had some teasers. I'm not always big on teasers unless we do a basic strategy uh, what's that Asian guy that invented that? A Wong teaser, a Wonger or a Wanger, a Wang teaser. I didn't do any of those yesterday. I was kind of dumb. I went with uh, two teases, 49ers and both. Also, basic, basic, just overall strategy, common sense. Don't put the same team in two teases. I'll tell you what, I was jet lagged. I've been jet lagged. I was at a wedding. I was hung over. I put it in twice, but I had Niners, Falcons over, teased, teased down to 44, Green Bay over in that game as well, and that, that game soared over um, that one. The Atlanta over I got on on a bullshit um, fumble recovery for touchdown at the end of the game. Um, Falcons got their asses kicked. I don't know how that coach is still there. Then I also had 49ers 
Buffalo minus seven. Kind of got lucky there too. Buffalo was up only by less than a touchdown late in the game as well as what did I have as the last leg of that tease? Looks like I had the Atlanta over in that tease also. I was an idiot yesterday and basically submitted a similar bet twice. That's what happens when you are hungover. That's what happens when you're jet lagged. The past few days, I know I said I wouldn't tell any more stories because I want to get into you know the NFL overall. Past few days, like right after I got back, I was falling asleep at random times. Well, not random times, but late in the day in random positions. The first night back, I fell asleep in the bathtub at like 9.30 at night. Could have drowned, could have died. Uh, I don't even remember falling asleep Wednesday night. I know that I woke up at like 2 o'clock in the morning. The TV was on. I had Netflix on. It was streaming. I haven't watched Breaking Bad, which I know is bad, um, but I'm, I'm working on season one. It was like six episodes beyond where I started it. And I woke up and I saw that the candle that I had lit was very close to my sound bar. That probably wasn't good. I vaguely recall blowing it out and just having smoke in my face and thinking, wow, that could have been bad. Next night, fell asleep with a heating pad on. I somehow fucked up my back. Heating pad on my lower back. Not sure what the hell happened there. Um, but it was like two hours after I had put it on. And I, that that's probably a fire hazard. So... Um, and then I know that I fell asleep again. I woke up a couple hours later, the heating pad was off. So I guess I had the wherewithal to turn off. I was still in what I call my thinking chair, sitting up, propped up, just fell asleep. So again, just don't let yourself go right back into real life after you have bad jet lag, or just don't be a, a pussy like me. So back to the card, those teasers worked. Don't, don't do what I did though. I, I put in something that was similar twice. Um, what else do we have here? If you hear noises behind me, that's my fucking cat. He's on anxiety medicine. Dead serious. Some of the losing bets. Vikings, Lions, under 43 and a half. I don't even know what to say about that. That one almost went over at halftime. Colts, Texans, under 47 and a half. For the reasons that I liked the Colts and for the reasons that I thought their defense would show up, um, I probably didn't need to make a double play on this game. I thought that they would be a little bit lower scoring, but I didn't see the Colts scoring that many points. Um, what else do we have? Arizona Giants under 50. That worked out barely high scoring to start. The basic thought there was two rookie quarterbacks. I know that the secondaries aren't good. Two rookie quarterbacks in the rain. I don't see it going over 50. It didn't go over 50. It wasn't my favorite play of the day, but it worked. Uh, a little bit later in the day, Bears minus three and a half. The Bears are a disaster. Um, I think the Bears will improve over time. I think that they are... What are they? Three and three now. They're they're going to end up on the outside of the playoffs, looking in. I think they'll get better. I think Trubisky will get better. I think the play calling should get better. Um, that is a play that I regret. A few of my friend, not a few of my friends, uh, one or two friends of mine, took the Saints. Um, I should have followed them as well. The Saints are in a spot where. Teddy Bridgewater is just, uh, it's not him winning the games. He's managing the games. He didn't look good yesterday. Sean Payton is winning those games. They're now 5-0 and with Teddy B, Teddy Biscuits, and Drew Brees is coming back. They're in line, and I'll get into this later on in the week. I want to do kind of a uh, playoff prediction or, or playoff view, take a look at some futures after the dust settles here of, of week seven as we get on to week eight, but... The Saints, I know a couple weeks ago I said that I didn't like their futures line. I mean, things keep lining up. And Drew Brees, I know I'm not big on his arm strength this year. 
he sat out so long now that, yeah, he'll be rusty, but he's not going to be as worn down in December. So things are setting up well for the Saints. What else did I have on my card? Uh, Dallas Goddard over, what was it, 23 and a half receiving yards. That came easy, but he fumbled away his first catch, and that set things up real well to lose my Eagles plus three bet. I was considering Eagles money line. I put in Eagles plus three earlier last week when it looked like Amari Cooper was trending downwards and out, and Deshaun Jackson was looking like he was going to be in. Uh, both of those went the other way. Eagles got their ass kicked. I'm a big-time Eagles fan. Um, what I will say about this game is that when you turn the ball over early like that and you just spot the other team two touchdowns, it's very hard to come back. Dallas, it was a primetime game, dome team, so that's you know home field advantage, primetime. Home field matters a little bit more there. I know that they haven't historically had the best home field advantage, but in a divisional matchup, in a situation like that, dome game, I think you give Dallas credit that that uh, that crowd, those fans were electric, especially when you give up two quick touchdowns like that. But the Eagles overall, they moved the ball at times, but their play calling was boring. They didn't use Zach Ertz enough. There's not enough creativity. Alshon Jeffrey apparently has been calling out players and coaching and Wentz behind the scenes. If that's true, why the hell is he getting $14 million a year? I don't know that that's really worth it. Um, I'm not going to speak much more on that. The end is not that near for the Eagles. I know it looks bad, but I need to just kind of take a look back and take a look at some Eagles futures prices, Cowboys futures prices, take a look at what the market and what Vegas is thinking. In the grand scheme of things, Dallas is only game up on Philly with one game in Philly left. So it's one game up with the tiebreaker, but there's a game in Philly. And if Philly gets it together, gets Deshaun Jackson back, gets his secondary a little bit more healthy. I know some guys came back yesterday, but it was their first game back. You can't expect their legs to be in game shape. I'm not as bearish on the Eagles as I was six hours ago when I woke up, but uh, they they have some things that they need to work on. One other thing that I want to um, get to real quick also Green Bay and Casey are playing next week. Casey, I know Patrick Mahomes went down. If that guy is able to come back in two to three weeks and get this team to a bye week, I think he still gets the MVP. And I think we need to look at MVP numbers on Patrick Mahomes right now. What I like to do is when um, something happens, when people overreact, is I like to go the other way, the other direction. Last week, I like. I liked Russell Wilson. I didn't know how how low his NFL MVP numbers were at the time, though. They were like plus 250, plus 300. If you got that, great. But now, I'd actually take a look at Mahomes later on in the week, see what the prognosis is. If he can end up playing in 13 games and he puts up the stats that he has, I mean, he's had a great start. I think he gets the MVP. Green Bay... I think they're a bit of an inflated 6-1. and one. They moved the ball yesterday, 10.6 yards per play. Rodgers looked like he was five years younger. What do you have, five touchdowns, 429 yards. Uh, when you average that high in terms of yards per play, I mean, you're not going to lose many games in the NFL. Uh, their yards per rush, I think, was down at 2.6. That's an issue. Their defense looks like an issue, too. I know that the scoreboard looked a little bit lopsided, but Oakland moved the ball. 
Uh, Green Bay only outgained the Raiders, I believe, by one yard per play. Um, Oakland was moving the ball. Green Bay defense isn't great. Um, they are 6-1. and one. I still think they win that division, but I think that there's some things that they need to work on, and I'm not actually ready to say, or I'm not willing to say anymore. You hear my cat in the background? What the hell is wrong with you? Jesus. Fuck. I 100% had to cut the audio short there because the cat was so out of control. He kept squealing. I started yelling at him. He started hissing at me. He needs to get his goddamn anxiety medicine. Um, he's, it's just not a great situation. Anyways, what I was saying is that I still think that the Packers win that division. I'm not yet willing to say that they're going to run away with it. I thought that it looked really good for them a few weeks back, and it definitely did. Minnesota's a really good team, though, and they're... They have um, room to make up on them. They have ground to make up. They lost once to Green Bay. But again, they're only a game back. They lost that one against the Packers, and they're going to play the Packers later in the year, similar to the Eagles and Cowboys situation. That's why I'm not writing the Eagles off yet, because, yeah, I know they're 3-4. and four. They're definitely not going to get a wild card, but they're only a game back. So let's see what happens with that situation. Um, as the cat was squealing at me, I made sure that I pulled up the stats from yesterday. I said 10.6. The 10.6 number was actually the Raiders' yard per pass. Yards per pass, 10.6. That's impressive. Packers were 13.2 yards per pass. You're not going to lose any games in the NFL when you average that much. Yards per play, Green Bay outdid them by 0. 0.9, 8.7 to 7.8. So it wasn't um, a landslide in terms of the overall, you know, Green Bay out outdoing them. Um, they outdid them 8.7 to 7.8, but the Raiders moved the ball. The Packers need to shore up their defense. Their run defense is not good. Their run offense, 2.6 yards per rush. So there's room for improvement there. Um, let's see what this Casey and Green Bay point spread is, and this will actually segue nicely into the Week 8 uh, look-ahead lines. These, these lines came out last night. We'll take a look at Chiefs and Packers, but I think it would be a little bit too easy of a move to say that the Packers are going to run away with that game at KC at night. We'll see what the weather is. We'll see what the temperature is. I know that home field advantage I said is not too important, but primetime games, depending on the weather, it's a big game and uh, there's upset potential there. So let's get into the week eight slate lines came out yesterday, Thursday night football, Redskins, (laughs) Redskins at Vikings. Anywhere from 15.5 to 16.5. Early thoughts on that one. The Redskins can't score. Eventually, they'll start moving the ball again, right? I mean, it was just a slop fest yesterday. It's hard to take anything away from that game. I know that we didn't get down into it. I may take a look at some of the numbers from that game yesterday of San Fran that moved to, what is it, 6-0, still undefeated. I would say if you do want to play a 10-point tease here, and apparently 10-point teases are not plus EV, but I find myself having too much fun with them and putting in at least one a week. Because why not? It's just an asshole tease. And maybe we'll need a, a name for that uh, teaser each week. A titillating teaser. or That's that's kind of dumb. But we'll come up with something. Maybe a 10-point tease on that one. Seattle at Atlanta. Interesting game. Um, this looks like it is Seattle by 3.5. 3 to 3.5 on the road at Atlanta. We'll take a look at some more of the numbers from the Falcons game yesterday. Seattle, I know I said that they're an overrated 5-2. and two. We'll see if they can get to 6-2. and two. Eagles at Buffalo. Early line here. Ranges from 1-2 to all the way up to 2 at Bookmaker. Um, 
I said that I'm going to withhold any judgment there. The early thought here is that Eagles get Deshaun back and they bounce back. I know all of Philadelphia right now is just ready to crucify Doug Peterson, even though he won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They look like shit, but let's wait on that one. Chargers, <laughs> Chargers at Bears. Anywhere from four and a half to five and a half in favor of the Bears. Chargers invented a new way to lose yesterday. I always tell my friends that I'm curious to see how the Chargers are going to invent a new way to lose. Just kind of kidding around. And and I think they do it about three times a year. They were on the goal line. It was what? First and goal, second and goal. And there were some penalties and some other fuckery going on with that. And I go, I'm curious to see how they're going to blow this one. How they're going to invent a way to lose. And they fumbled the ball away. Lost that game. So we'll take a look at what happens with that. Detroit, seven-point favorite against the Giants. Giants don't have a secondary. Detroit, I think that their personnel is better than their record. Two, three, and one now. I don't think Matt Patricia is very good. That's an interesting line. Tennessee, two-and-a-half-point favorite against Tampa Bay. Rams, 13-point favorite. 13 to 13-and-a-half at home against Cincinnati. Rams got right yesterday. They're going to lurk in that NFC West. Could that NFC West division get uh, more than two teams in the playoffs? That's going to be interesting. Uh, my early thought would be no, which means that either one of the Rams, the Niners, or the Seahawks don't make the playoffs. So we'll see. Colts minus six at home against the Broncos. Early thought there would be that the Denver Broncos suck, but I mean, eh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it is in a dome. I know I said the home field advantage isn't going to matter unless you're in a dome, but we'll see what happens with that one. San Francisco, five and a half point favorites at home against Carolina. There were some sixes on the board. Yeah, bookmakers at a six. Bookmakers at a six. We'll see what happens with that one. The early thought here is that Carolina is uh, the way that I want to bet that one. Houston at home against Oakland, six and a half to seven point favorites. Early thought here is that Bill O'Brien's not very good. Early thought here is that Gruden is not very good. We'll take a look at some more of the numbers. Oakland moves the ball, though, so might lean towards that Oakland line. New England, 10.5-point favorites at home against Cleveland. Cleveland is going to keep slipping further in that AFC North division. Poor poor Brownie fans, but uh, it doesn't look good for them. Kansas City, here it is. Kansas City, 4-4.5, to four and a half, five point dog at home against the Green Bay Packers. Bovada is posting a 5 as well as Jazz Sports. Bet online, Jazz Sports. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, we'll see. I'm going to withhold judgment there. Early thought is, uh, don't sleep on KC at home. Big game. Um, you know, they're playing with house money at this point. They know that they don't have Mahomes. Andy Reid's creative. They have some offensive weapons. Let's see what happens. And then maybe the worst Monday night football game of the past, uh, not just a couple years, a couple fucking decades, Miami on the road at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, anywhere from a 14 to it looks like a 16 point favorite at five dimes right now. I'm, I'm not going to, that's going to be a night next week where I just uh, maybe do some research, actually work on this this podcast and what we're doing and not even watch that game because that's a dog shit game. So hope that you guys had a good week seven. We'll get you set up for week eight. We'll get you set up for the World Series as well also. I'll look to do uh, plenty of recordings here this week as we try to get this thing kicked off and kicked out of beta testing mode as I call it and we'll go further. I'll do some baseball analysis, game one of the World Series Tuesday night. I have a Houston futures pick. I put that in. It was actually pretty funny. I was uh, in the air. It was over some some shithole African country back a couple weeks or no, three weeks ago now. I put in Houston at plus 210 to win the World Series. Had some nervous moments first round, even second round. That was a good series. But uh, Nationals could be a, a live dog there. We'll take a look at that series price. Uh, Nationals have the horses. They, they have the arms. They finally got there. So we'll take a look at that one. Thanks for listening. 
Follow us on Spotify. Follow us if you're on Anchor. Follow us on there, wherever you're listening to it. We'll get it and we'll try to get it posted to as many places as possible. Try to get that YouTube site going. Try to recruit some people maybe to have a YouTube thing going on. Not sure of a timetable on that. Open to recommendations. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.